Hi everyone! This is Gina, Grace, and Aaliyah. And welcome back to our podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about critical race theory. <gasps> okay, it's kind of a heavy topic, I know. But the reason why I'm, I, I actually suggested this in one of our meetings. No, it wasn't. It wasn't even a meeting. It was just like, no, we were just talking. We were just talking. talking about it. Because I had listened to a podcast the day before they came into the office. And it was by This American Life, and it's episode 758. It's titled Talking While Black. And basically, they were talking about like how parents in different school districts were banning or were protesting, teaching the idea of critical race theory in schools. And then, because of that, banning certain books only because they were written by black authors. Or about black people. <laughs> yes, about black people. But the main targets were black authors. Oh. Yeah. I don't know why. Oh, there was this, yeah, there was one specific example. It was a book called New Kid. Mm-hmm. And it, it's like a, it's a fictional book, but it's based on like real yeah. events. And it's, it, it was part, like, a lot of it was from his own childhood. Yeah. And then people, it, it's it's a pretty lighthearted book, minus, like, like little bits of racism here and there. And they were hmm. deeming it as CRT, and uh, a lot of people were confused. Yeah. Wait, um, is it, like, a kid's book? Or? It's a kid's book. It's, like, oh, an elementary okay. kid's book. Oh, so, like, oh, like pictures? I think so. I'm not really sure. But it's, like, meant for children, so... It's it's about a story of a twelve year old black boy. Oh, it's a graphic novel. Oh, it's it's a, wow, it's pretty yeah, new. It's very new. It's a it's a comic. Yeah. Oh, that's oh, cute. Yeah. That is very cute. Aww. And so like it's not something to be taken like too seriously, but a lot of uh, especially white parents were very offended by it mm-hmm. for some reason and the whole podcast was basically talking about like this whole issue and so I did a little research for today's podcast um, to see how like people define critical race theory and what the actual definition is mm-hmm. and I found this definition from like a teacher's education week magazine or something yeah that this like free resource PDF thing. Yeah. And it says, critical race theory is an academic concept that is more than 40 years old. The core idea is that racism is a social construct and that it is not merely the product of individual bias or prejudice, but also something embedded in legal systems and policies. The theory says that racism is part of everyday life, so people, white or non-white, who don't intend to be racist can nevertheless make choices that fuel racism. Okay, I don't know why people are so mad about it yeah. uh, because I don't think it's that big of a deal I think people are just sensitive because it kind of like pushes them in an uncomfortable button that yeah. they have but I know in the past especially the past couple years the topic of racism has been very big mm-hmm. especially after 2020 and the pandemic hit um, with all like the Black Lives Matter movement um, there was a big uproar, right? Mm-hmm. Do you think we have become desensitized to race and certain social issues because of that? Yeah. I mean, definitely, like, just being on social media and seeing it so constantly, especially when that was happening. And, like, as a Black person, if you didn't know, I'm too much. Surprise! As a Black person, like, living through that, 
and living through like the, the Black Lives Matter movement and just like the murder of George Floyd and like seeing that posted on every platform, mm -hmm. you know, and seeing and like it's just like a thing where like when I don't know when something happened when like a cop kills a, a black person mm -hmm. and then they post like the video online as it like with like no with like no thought about how what they're actually posting like seeing that so many times definitely like kind of just like numbed me mm -hmm. from what I was actually seeing you know mm -hmm. and like I like it got to a point where like I would just like scroll past it you know mm -hmm. like I wouldn't even look at it and I was like oh it's just like another thing mm -hmm. and it was just like such like a like a reoccurring thing that was always just constantly like in my face and it just like got so tiring mm -hmm. and so exhausting seeing it so much and also let's just like let's like don't do that because like <laughs> at least for like black people or like whoever is like being like attacked in like these videos like it's hard for like that person you know and it's just like trauma yeah exactly. just like reappearing say. yeah and just being thrown in your face yeah it's just social media has definitely like played like a huge part in how um i guess just like how we consume traumatizing mm -hmm. things yeah and like people think that they're doing a good job by like putting it out there and like getting the word out. Mm -hmm. But if you don't do it with like the right, I guess you can have the right intention, but if you don't do it with like, by thinking it out first, mm -hmm. and it's like not a well thought out like move on social media, it could be more harmful than helpful. Right. Yeah. But I feel like, I feel like now like the, you know, like actual social media companies they're like, you know how there's like a warning thing, warning pop-up? Yeah. I don't know if that's like helping them on their part, like as a company and like how they're like trying not to like spread that. Oh. You know what I mean? Oh. I like censoring you? Yeah. Oh. Is that like a market marketing tactic for them or mm -hmm. I don't know. Oh. Is it like really for actual like for um, people who would like get traumatized by that video or something or is it just like yeah i mean it could be i, I think it could be there because people were like complaining like it could just be people who were like tra actually traumatized by that complaining mm -hmm. or it's people who are just like uncomfortable by that and they're like why, are you, why is this on here like why yeah are you like allowing people to like put this on here like this makes me uncomfortable even though it doesn't affect me at all yeah mm -hmm. I saw, I saw this really interesting thing on Twitter. There was a, I think she was a black woman. She, she said, do you guys remember back in 2020 or last year when we asked our black brothers and sisters whether they were okay or not? Let's never do that again. Cause it was weird. I think I saw that. I didn't see that. I well, I'm not on Twitter. <laughs> no, I don't know if it was on Twitter. I think they like posted it on, was it a video? No, it was, it was oh. on Twitter. Like a, it was a tweet. Oh. And then someone had written that out and I thought that was so interesting. Mm -hmm. It was funny because I can see where she's coming from. Cause yeah. I think even like, as any BIPOC, like I feel like I would feel weird if like people came up to me if, if there was like an Asian hate attack. We're like, yeah. Are you okay? Like I'm especially like, a stranger. Like yeah, I'm like, what? <laughs> just because I look like this doesn't yeah. necessarily mean like I'm not you know okay. yeah. But I thought it was so funny because we can be 
we can yes we can get very desensitized but i think we can be overly sensitive to those topics mm-hmm. too sure because That's we don't true. know we're not in the same shoes as the other race or the other ethnicity whatever or even a different person right yeah so we don't know their we don't know their experience or their mm-hmm. personal like trauma or whatever but then it's it's so interesting how like it's like the human tendency and i think it's the culture nowadays too to be overly sensitive to certain things yeah. and in turn making people feel uncomfortable <laughs> yeah, you know yeah. i mean also i feel like that's just like people being nosy <laughs> and like, so people, true. Like, like putting like just like putting their nose in like things that like don't concern them and like yeah. leave us alone yeah. and i feel like that also like you know how some about how like social media and how people don't really think about what they put on mm-hmm. social media mm-hmm. i feel like when all like there's just like such an influx of like these videos or like you know just like these really like traumatizing or like intense like experiences on social media for everyone to 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 see and like consume all the time mm-hmm. it makes the viewer who is outside of like the i don't know like the identity of whoever is you know yeah. i don't know mm-hmm. whoever that like that video uh-huh. would like yeah. resonate yeah. with right then they think that they like they have like i don't know not a right but like that they have to empathize almost yeah, yeah. or that, yeah. They, that they can because like they see this and they see how like horrible mm. this is whatever's happening in like a video and they're like wow like i can like that's horrible i understand yeah i understand what it's like to be this person and I, i'd understand what it's like to be in this like in in the situation mm. and then that makes them think that they can just like go out of their way mm-hmm. to speak for the who have like yeah. i don't know speak for a black person mm-hmm. you know speak for whoever like on their behalf or you know do you yeah. Know? yeah yeah i get what you're saying yeah. i do okay. <laughs> <laughs> they really think they they know and then they think that they can like be in in conversations about right like right right when it doesn't apply to well, them yeah at like right. at all I feel like it, if the slightest bit of like, like, like similarity in like their experiences, they think that it's the same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. it's not. It's very different. I agree. Okay, as a BIPOC kid, mm-hmm. uh, how was your experience growing up in the American schooling system? I mean, I want to ask Grace because like our school like growing up. <laughs> why why why? Cuz our school is very like No, cuz we're all Filipino. Yeah, oh. no, we're all Filipino or Latino in the school like, in the um, school that we we went to. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, I was the only black kid in yeah, the entire school. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, like I'm I'm Filipino, but like I I I was like the only black kid. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, it wasn't like it wasn't weird. Yeah, I don't think Oh, I don't know our school. Yeah, no, our school wasn't like it was. We were like there was no bullying. Yeah, there, were, there was no like there weren't like, even like racist like you know like remarks or anything like that. Yeah, yeah. it wasn't like that. Um, oh, but high school. <laughs> I went to uh, I went to a like a predominantly white all girls girls. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> no, it's just like and also just like the teachers were also because in our in our elementary school like the teachers were. Like ninety percent, they were also people of color. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. Um, but when I went to high school, like almost like ninety percent of the teachers there were white, mm-hmm. and like there was mostly white girls in my classes. I was sometimes like one, like the only, or like one of like the two or three, not even three. I can't even say that. Like, <laughs> yeah. One of like Literally. the two, like, 
like black people in my class. And that was interesting because when there's like, I also that, that, mm, okay. Hold on. <laughs> I feel like there's just like a lot that I can talk about. Yeah. But like just sometimes I would like become unaware of like that that like part of my identity and mm-hmm. and like kind of just like not not be aware of the fact that I am like the only black person sitting in this room. You know, I'm the only person black person who can like speak about the black experience in this room right now or who has experienced it just like in general and these people don't understand what that's like and especially when we're talking about um, I don't know slavery or <laughs> I don't know like uh-huh. just like topics about like racism yeah. and stuff like that in our classrooms I become hyper aware when those things are happening or when those like dialogues are happening and in those moments I feel like I don't know I feel like there's I just feel like the need to like speak up and always like be a part of that dialogue mm-hmm. because I'm the only person who can contribute to that mm-hmm. dialogue who like can actually resonate with like the person, I don't know, whatever we're talking about, you know? Yeah, yeah. If it's like a black person or the black experience, mm-hmm. I feel like an obligation to do that. Yeah. You know? <laughs> but I feel like, and just like throughout like school also, in like outside of like the classroom with like extracurricular activities, I also feel the need to like, I don't know, just be like, show up with like my best self because I know that I'm like setting an example for other black kids, Mm -hmm. you know? Like I know that like, whenever I step into a room and I'm the only black person, like this person is probably going to view me and then they're gonna base their opinion about black people on me. Like there's just like so much pressure when you're the only person in the room. Maybe like the only like person of color even, you know? Because like, especially when you're in a white space, it's a very like, I don't know, it's kind of touchy. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like, yeah, uh, like in a white space especially, I'm yeah. sure like it's different because like I feel like in, uh, you know, in choir too, like they would pick you to like speak. Me? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Like if we're on TV. Oh, right? oh my God. Yeah. Wow. That's so true. Right, exactly. Like. I feel like they were just. No. <laughs> like, oh, no, like, like, we're representing well, like, the minority our, kind of Our thing. choir was all, like, predominantly Asian. Like, we're oh. Filipinos. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, mean, I never thought about it that way. Oh my gosh. Really? I, know, I, I thought I was just well, well spoken. No, I mean, you are well spoken. You are well spoken. You are. Yeah. But that also probably has something to do with it as well. Mm. And just showing, like, diversity. Ooh, that's another thing. Being in high school to show they, diversity. They would. They would literally like, like, like corral like the black girls oh and like take like whenever they would take like promotional pictures oh, on like no. the website. Don't call out the school. <laughs> I, I didn't name any. We didn't. We didn't. <laughs> no, but like there's this one instance I remember. It was like during lunchtime, and there were like these two, they're my two other friends, and we weren't even like eating lunch together. We just happened to be like in a similar area, and we're like saying hi, and yeah. then they're like, oh, come, come for a picture, and it was three black girls. It was me and these two other girls, and they took a picture. And when we oh got like the, the new pamphlets, we were like snack the <laughs> front. No, wait, it was so funny. Oh, and I was also on their website for like a couple years because I did like theater, <laughs> and like they had like my picture. And I think every year they choose a black girl who does theater That's on the cover. That's I just got the show oh, the website. website. That's interesting. Yeah, but 
Yeah. Who who is to benefit from this? The school is just saying like, oh, look at us, we're diverse. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what they want. <laughs> that's definitely. It's so gross. Yeah. I'm yeah. sorry, but it's so gross. <laughs> oh gosh. Like, wow. No, even my sister. She was telling me about how, because she's a civil engineer. She works at like a like a like a construction yeah. firm, and like I don't know, engineering is already like male dominated. Right. Um, and also just white male dominated. Right. And they would take pictures of her specifically to put on like their pamphlets and like their oh. website. Okay. That is <laughs> insane. Like how people think of that. Wow. Damn. Cool. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> how about you, Gina? Like going to school. But yeah. And your experiences. Um, was your school predominantly white? My school was predominantly white and Armenian. Mm. Uh, not actually. There were quite a few Koreans actually. Oh, okay. We all live in the same apartment, actually. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I'm so funny uh, that. But then I guess I mean I don't think maybe I was too young and like maybe this wasn't like a conversation to be had back in the day because I'm mm. a '90s kid. Hmm. Uh, I mean, yeah, like for sure. There were like certain moments, like like Korean food can be kind of stinky sometimes. Yeah. Oh no. I yeah. Know. And so I like I would, yeah, I would bring pack lunch. Like my parents or my mom would pack me lunch. Yeah. And then it would be Korean food because that's you know that's what we eat at yeah. home. And the kids would be like, "What is that? It's like smelly." And then after that, I remember I told my mom not to pack me Korean food anymore. That is so. <laughs> And then oh. I was like, I'm gonna eat cafeteria food from now on. I'm like, oh. don't pack me lunch. So I used to eat cafeteria food. And then middle school hit. And middle school, my mom started packing me Korean food again because I hung out that's, with more Asians that's during good. that time. Yeah. But I guess I guess there was a little bit of racism, but I just didn't recognize it as that because I was so young. Yeah. And yeah, then feel, yeah, it's just you don't really realize that. Yeah, until you're a little older yeah. and. I think back in the day, or maybe like the adults that were talking about it, or like older kids were talking about it, mm -hmm. but it wasn't so well known because you know social media wasn't prevalent at the time. Mm -hmm. Like, like cell phones, like cell phones were not little computers like they are now. You yeah. know, yeah. Um, it was just for like texting and calling, if even. Um, and then high school, high school, I went to like a like mainly white and Korean school Interesting. Oh, really? yeah, a lot of koreans at my school a lot of asians at my school so it was kind of nice i was surrounded by koreans a lot and then but i think i think i experience more racism now but maybe it's because i recognize it now like i even yeah yeah i feel it in like i went to nordstrom one time <laughs> not nordstrom <laughs> like so <laughs> random right like yeah. It's it's not like I I don't spend money when I go there, and it's not like I'm poor, right? It's, yeah. You know, but then they have this like, because sometimes I go to the mall kind of looking not not so great, like I can like sweats <laughs> yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah. But I went to Nordstrom. It wasn't even the store; it was the cafe of Nordstrom. You guys know? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the cafe. Not e She was a white lady, uh -huh. and then she like kind of like looked me up and down, <gasps> like scanning me. Oh. And I was like, uh, "Can I get a table?" Well, I was with my parents too, so 
I, you know, I don't know. Like when when I go into a white space, I feel the need to speak more proper English. Like make sure my accent, like I have no accent. I mean, I was born here. I don't have an accent. Sometimes I do, but it's, yeah, yeah. I do it on purpose. You know, it's oh, not yeah. like unintentional. But I, I spoke proper English, like mm -hmm. full sentences, <laughs> the works. Yeah, and then I was like, "Can we get a table?" And she like, kind of like, I don't know what the word. I, I can't put my finger on it. It's like. It didn't. I didn't feel good, like coming yeah, out of yeah, that experience. Yeah. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. And it was clear to me that it was because I was Asian. Yeah. I'm just like, really? Like, Damn. we're still doing this in the I 21st know. century? Like, really, guys? But it's very interesting to um, see how uh, some people feel they're so entitled because of yeah. their race. Sometimes. Um, yeah, a lot that. of the time. A lot. Okay, I'm sorry. A lot of the time. Okay. <laughs> Going back to CRT. Yes. Okay. Why do you think there's so much fear around this idea of teaching it in schools? Yes. <laughs> Why are you laughing? Racist, Gina. <laughs> yeah. But I think it's also because a lot of people don't know that they're racist. A lot of people don't oh, know. Ignorance. In yes, ignorance, yeah, but, but like, they just don't know. Like, they just actually. yeah, because they don't have a lot of like people of color around them. Yeah, they're not like as educated. Yeah, as like LA, we. Is it though? Is it's it like it's like I think ignorance is a bad connotation, don't you think? Like it's a negative connotation to the word ignorance. Not necessarily, I feel like ignorance can mean like. It doesn't have to be bad, but yeah. I guess just like not being exposed to that. Yeah, no exposure. Yeah. There we go. I feel like that's like more of like the older generation because now like even when we were in school, like in high school, mm -hmm. I feel like my, cause I went to a very diverse high school here uh -huh. in downtown LA. Yeah. So I feel like at my school, they talked a lot about racism and like kind oh, of like educating everyone. Uh -huh. And like, I think like during my years, um, we wanted to do our part to educate like the student body mm -hmm. in like ASB. Mm -hmm. So we tried to do like all the events and stuff, like kind of celebrating each race and ethnicity mm -hmm. in, at the school. So I think like now we're doing a better job at educating people. So mm -hmm. I feel like people who don't know that they're racist are like kind of older mm -hmm. people. They know they're racist. We can't we can't blame it on them just being like of a different generation. I mean, they know what they're doing. I they know that they're like demonizing like people that is are. I well I think it's But it's, even with without like even if even if they are people of color, some of them are like Yeah. Racist. It's just like it's true. That's another conversation. Another conversation to have, but it's like the older generation have that like racism in them. Yeah. It's like well, ingrained in them. Also yeah. it was because of like just like like the cultural like and uh, just like society around them, you know, like it was accepted. Right, right. It was right. it yeah. was more socially accepted than it is now. It was normal. Yeah. Yeah. And no one bat like would bat an eye. Right. If you mm -hmm. said something. Or, you know, someone would be like uncomfortable but wouldn't be able to say something because mm -hmm. there would be so much backlash or people saying, oh, it's whatever. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And brushing it off. Yeah. 
So how has the recent conversations about race and racism affected the way you interact with people around you? Hmm. Okay, I'll go okay. first. Yeah. It's all that you guys need to think about it. I think it affects how I interact with the older generation, first of all. Definitely. And second of all, people of different races. Because I'm realizing more now, especially nowadays, especially after 2020 protests, like the BLM protests, mm -hmm. uh, people are a lot more um, emotionally connected with this idea of race than I anticipated. Mm -hmm. I think the protests were a bit of a shock to me. Mm -hmm. Not because I didn't understand like the racism that black people felt against them mm -hmm. and the un injustice that's like ingrained in society. It wasn't because I didn't understand that, but I think it shocked me to see how quickly it escalated. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. Like it was, it started off with just like pretty peaceful like street protests. Yeah. In the beginning. And then it like, I mean, it, a lot of them weren't even part of the protest and they weren't supporting the cause to begin with, mm -hmm. but it gave people an opportunity to like become violent, to become like, to like loot Mm -hmm. uh, businesses and yeah. things like that and it like shocked me yeah um and then and then like all those like hate crimes were happening against black people and against asian people especially after covid hit yeah and i think that's why it became more emotionally like mm -hmm. charged yeah. as well but then it just i think it showed me like how deeply ingrained trauma can bring out a lot of anger and hurt in people yeah. which can then translate into action like negative action mm -hmm. um, and so because of that I just try to avoid the topic of race, race and racism in general because I don't want to I mean also as like an Asian girl like I don't want to get attacked Cause that's like a thing. Yeah. <laughs> that's a thing that's nowadays. Thing. Yeah, um, thing. So I just kind of avoid the conversation sometimes, unless it's within family and the, with the older generation. I'm like, you guys, you, you can't, you can't say things like that. I know. Like, no, no, no. Yeah. But that's it. That's how it's affected me lately, especially. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I feel like everyone around me has the same views as me. You know, and even at my high school, you know, even though it was like, you know, predominantly like white, whatever, like it was like a really like pro progressive and like liberal school just in general. And everyone was like, had like left leaning views, you know, and everyone was like very progressive about like the way that they thought about things and like just politically as well. So like being, I think that was just like a bubble for me and being around so many people with like the same views that I kind of like kind of forgot that people like are rate like are really racist and like yeah. act out on those like they're like how they feel about like people and I feel like after like everything that's happened in the last couple of years or even like and even going back to like with Trayvon Martin and like when that was happening then I was very young but like it made me like realize that like people like 
really hate us, you know, and really hate like, just like other people. And like, they'll really like act out on their emotions, like mm -hmm. in such like a violent way. Mm -hmm. And like, I think being in that bubble in high school and even being like around people, like my friends, you know, I don't, I don't surround myself or I don't like go in spaces where like people are like racist like that. Yeah. Like I don't associate my myself with those people or even like just come across them in daily life that often, especially living in like LA, I guess. Yeah. Um, so I feel like just like the past couple of years, like have really like opened my eyes to how racist people can be and how hateful people can mm -hmm. be. And that's, that wasn't a very good realization, mm -hmm. but it made me more aware of, you know, how dangerous it is, yeah. <laughs> you know, to live and just like give other people and like their experiences as well. And how, although I may not have like experienced like blatant racism personally, you know, or being like called like names or being like singled out because of my race, I know that maybe someone else might have like experienced that because yeah. those people exist who would do those things to them. Mm -hmm. So I think that's how I like open my eyes, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, same here. I feel like I, ch it's not that I try to avoid it, but if we're gonna have that conversation, we're gonna have that conversation. Like I mm -hmm. don't avoid that. If it's happening, I don't yeah. avoid it. Yeah. Like, of course I want to talk about it because like, it's important to talk about it. It's a conversation that people should have and it's a way to educate people, like especially like the older generation. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important to have like conversations about racism and the like the racism that's ingrained in like their culture or like how they grew up. Mm -hmm. Like it's very important to like let them know that like like things that they're saying, like, oh that's out of pocket or like you need to like be like you should know that this isn't something you should say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that was a heavy podcast. <laughs> but it was uh, it was nice to just like have an open space to talk about it and mm -hmm. to, I don't know, because this month is not only like we set the theme as relationships, but we also have Black History, Black History month. month. yeah. And so we just wanted to bring a conversation regarding those two together. Mm -hmm. And I think we did a very good job. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um... Anything else you guys want to add? Oh no. Um, don't be racist. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Please be kind to one another. We're all human at the end of the day. So let us know what you think in the comments below if you're on YouTube. I think if you're on podcast, uh, there's no comment section, but you can leave us a comment on Instagram, on Instagram. or DM us. Yeah, let DM us know us. your thoughts. Follow us on TikTok. Oh, follow us oh, yeah. on TikTok. We're working so hard. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyways, well, we'll see you next month. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Oh my god, don't tell me it wasn't a <gasps> It was, it was blinking. Oh, Jesus. <laughs>